0: This past week on Wednesday, we started our school over here at St. Pat's, the K through eight school. So it's been great having the kids back the last few days. I love when school starts. It's awesome as a priest to be able to have everybody back. And so on Thursday afternoon, I was out there at the end of the day saying bye to all the kids as they were leaving. And I was asking them, um, you know, how the first couple of days have gone. And it was funny to me to see the different progression of answers, like in the different age levels. So when I was talking to the little kids, Um, I said, hey, how's the first couple days been? They're all excited, and they're like, yeah, Father, we love school. It's awesome. We're happy to be here, all that kind of stuff. But then by the time I got to the eighth graders, it was a little different. You know, they were kind of just like, oh, Father, we hate it. We don't want to be here. We've got so much work and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I tried to encourage them and and get them on the right page. But, uh, you know, I think we can understand that, though. We, We understand why that happened. Because as you get older, as you progress through school, more is expected of you. More discipline is required. You know, it takes a little bit more um, to get there on time. You have more responsibility to work harder and to get good grades and all of those different things. The responsibility is more, it's built up more and more. And of course, we look at that and we understand that the teachers and the administration require a lot out of those kids because we want to see them grow. We want to see them Flourish and become eventually productive members of society. You know, the teachers don't require, uh, they don't hold them to those standards because they want to suck the fun out of their lives or to make them suffer or anything like that. But rather, they hold them to those disciplines so that they can grow and mature and eventually become um, wise and knowledgeable adults. And that's a good thing. We see that the discipline is for a specific end. And parents, of course, understand this as well. You know this better than anybody with your children. You know that you have to discipline them at times. You know that you have to set rules in the house. You have to punish them when they do bad things. And again, it's not because parents, you want to see your kids suffer or struggle or anything like that, of course not. But you do those things because you know it's good for them. You know it helps them mature and grow and to become productive adults. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I was always playing some sort of sport around the house with a soccer ball or a baseball or something. I broke a couple windows, you know, and I had to be punished for that. But that was a good thing. Hey, look how I turned out, you know. (laughs) I haven't broken a window in years. But we get the point that discipline always has to be ordered towards some greater good. Parents, when you discipline your children, it's so that they can grow up and be good people. If you weren't disciplining them, then actually you wouldn't be acting in a loving way towards them. I think we all kind of get that innately. Okay, and so all of that um, to prepare us for what we hear in our second reading today. This is what I want to focus on. The second reading of St. Paul to the Hebrews. I'm actually just going to reread this to you. Short, it's just going to take a minute. But listen to the way that St. Paul talks about discipline and the way he talks about fatherhood. Here we go. He says, Brothers and sisters, you have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet, that what is lame may not be disjointed, but healed. And again, we see St. Paul talking in a very beautiful way about the, the, the discipline in our lives that we receive from the Lord. No doubt the Lord allows us at certain times to struggle, to suffer, to have pain in our lives. That's absolutely true. We all recognize that in different ways. Yet, brothers and sisters, we're meant to see that not as an obstacle to our holiness, but rather as the means. Jesus Christ allows us to carry crosses so that we can become saints by carrying those crosses. And the temptation is to see the sufferings in our life and say, man, why do I have to go through this? Why is Jesus asking me to suffer in this way? Does my suffering mean anything? Where is God in all of this? The temptation is to look at the suffering as meaningless and to not let God work good through it, is to not let God in there and to sanctify you through it. But again, the point is, That Jesus only allows suffering. God, our Father, only allows suffering in our lives when he wants to make us holy through it. And so no matter what suffering you have, whether it's with a particular sin that you're struggling with, or maybe it's a certain family situation, maybe it's an illness or something physically that you're suffering with, whatever it is, whatever pain that we have, we trust that the Lord has allowed it for a certain reason. He doesn't, want us to, he doesn't want to keep us from holiness by those things, but rather he wants to sanctify us by the way that we carry our crosses. So we're meant to keep bringing this to prayer. And your prayer can simply be, Lord, I've got this cross in my life. I wouldn't necessarily have chosen it for myself, but I trust in your will. I trust that you're allowing this in my life, For a certain reason, maybe I can't see it, maybe I don't understand it right now, but that's okay. I open my heart to you still, and I'm open to the good that you want to bring out of this. As simple as that. And if you renew that openness every time you're struggling with that cross, the Lord is going to bless it. He's going to redeem it. He's going to make you a saint through that cross. So let us continue to carry our crosses courageously, brothers and sisters, to open our hearts to the Lord, to be open to the good that he wants to bring out of it. Let us carry our crosses with Jesus Christ, our Savior, unite our suffering to his, and become the saints that he calls us to be.